In today's episode, we're going to deal with emotion. You know, God gave us emotion. He's given us the ability or the capacity to feel. But what do we do with these emotions, particularly the negative ones? How do we deal with negative emotions? Okay, let's stay tuned. Let's talk about it. Ready? Let's go. Have you ever, and I know you have, I don't even know why I'm asking this question. I know that we all have experienced negative emotions as well as positive ones. You know, we've all at some point in life felt jealousy, been frustrated, been sad, um, shameful, like, like we have felt shame, we've doubted, we've envied, we've felt uh, guilt and grief. And oh my goodness, let us not forget fear, especially in this time that we are living in. But we've also felt joy and happiness and peace and compassion and love. These are emotions. And we have been given this capacity to feel from our creator, God Almighty. We have been made in his image and his likeness. And as we read the Bible, we will find that there are many passages that show God's emotions. Oh yeah, God has emotions. And some of his emotions are anger. Mm-hmm. God got angry. Regret. Yeah, grief, jealousy, hate. But then there are also, we see emotions of God that include love, compassion, joy, laughter. Is laughter an emotion? (laughs) I guess that would be joy. But anyway, we see this. We see throughout the Bible. And so we experience these same emotions. But there's a difference between our expression and God's expression of these emotions because we live in a you know a fallen state because of our sin nature the way we express emotions interferes with our decision making process oh yeah mhm it does it also interferes with our perception of ourselves as well as our perception of others and most definitely The way we express our emotions can cause a swift shift in our mood. Y'all get hungry, you become angry. We can go from being happy uh, to being uh, frustrated or angry just by something we hear, you know, so, and then we act out. So we, the way we handle our emotions is Um, important, right? With God, the way he handles emotions, it does not change who he is. And the way we handle emotions can change how we are. It can affect even our character. But see, with God, he's unchanging, right? He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His emotions do not cloud his judgment nor does it cause an adjustment or change to his character. 
So what, what, are, what are we talking about today? We want to talk about, you know, dealing with our emotions and how to respond to emotions. I've said we have both positive and we have negative emotions. And sometimes there's a thin line between the two. Like we can go from love to hate with a snap of a finger. You know, our peace can go to like chaos in a, in a, in a second, in a flash, like hope to despair, you know, in the twinkling of an eye, if you will. So there's a thin line between gratitude and being, um, what's the opposite of ungrateful, right? And so, so we got to know, this is what we have to know that how how we are how will we respond to our emotions like how are we going to deal with them the key is that we all have these emotions dwelling within us we have both positive and negative emotions dwelling within us the key though is we cannot allow negative emotions that we experience at times to control or to govern our lives. This is the goal, okay? The goal is not to allow these negative emotions to control, to have power, authority, or influence in our lives and our decision-making. So when these negative emotions come, Okay, so I'm, I'm, we're dealing with negative emotions. Should I say that? Yeah, we're dealing with negative emotions, okay? So when the negative emotion comes up, we've got to know how to respond to it, right? Oh yeah, we should know how to respond to it. it I mean, you're going to have the negative emotion, but how do you respond to that negative emotion? Well, I've looked at some... Um, information from psychologists and some mental health professionals and they advise that we feel it and that we express it and so when we feel it we're not ignoring or internalizing this emotion the negative emotion because it's not healthy to do so the denial of the emotion could ultimately cause a reaction that leads us to sin so they recommend that we feel it, feel it. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to deny it. Go ahead and feel the emotion. Okay. Then express it. A negative emotion is a part of us that needs to receive care. Oh, that's a hurt. That's a hurt. You know, if you stub your toe, you're going to reach down and you're going to do something to provide comfort to it because it's hurting. If you have a toothache, you're going to try to do something to alleviate that pain. You're going to attend to it, right? And so when we express it, we're saying that this is a part of me that needs some care. Now get this, expressing that emotion to someone who cares or has compassion for you will help lift the burden. Notice you got to be careful who you share this negative emotion with. You've got to be careful. You got to make sure that you choose correctly and wisely. It should be someone who cares about you, someone who has compassion for you that will help you lift this burden. And it also shows that um, you're not alone in 
what you're feeling and what you're experiencing because you are now being provided with some comfort and validation not to do now the thing that you are thinking or feeling. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. So you got to express it. So I'm going to add one more element about responding to negative emotions. And that element is to pray, is to pray. I know everybody don't believe that prayer is the solution. You got to do more, but I believe you are to pray. Jesus tells us that in Matthew chapter six, he teaches his disciples to pray and he teaches them not to worry. Remember, worry is an emotion. It is a negative emotion and he's teaching them not to do so. Now notice this, the Bible does not teach us or tell us to deny any emotion. It doesn't, but it tells us how to respond to the emotion. And so when we talk to God through prayer, this is a way we are responding to this emotion. Lord, I am not feeling this right now. I need your help, Lord. Help me, Father. You told me, you told me to be angry, but not sin. Sin not. Help me not to sin, Lord. She hurt my feelings, Father. So I need your help to contain and to restrain me. Help me to know what to do. That's a prayer. That's a prayer. And, you know, show me, Lord, what I should do in this particular case or in any case when you're feeling the negative emotion. So we struggle with um, our negative emotions and it could be because we are not fully submitted to God. It could be because our desires aren't being met. It could be because we're not having our way. Now, y'all know we want to have our way. Y'all know we want what we want when we want what we want. But we must remember that we have been called to submit ourselves to God first and to be content with whatever God has given us. And when we are, you know, then we can be peaceably, I mean, peaceful. I think I said right. <laughs> that we could be, you know, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Peaceful. We can be in peace and the negative emotion will not rule our lives. Okay. When we allow the negative emotion to rule our lives, then these desires can cause or these feelings can cause destructions or destruction in the life of others as well as ourselves. There is a really good example in the Bible of such. If go over to me uh, to um, 2 Samuel with me, 2 Samuel chapter 13. This is a very powerful story about how emotions um, were not handled properly and it led to the destruction of lives. Lives were destroyed. So in 2 Samuel, we see um, Amnon, Tamar, and Absalom. Now these are King David's kids. They're King David's kids. And the Bible says that in the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Now, you know, David had multiple wives and so he had multiple children. So Absalom and Tamar would, would, be, would be what we would call uh, whole brother and sister Amnon and the rest of these are half 
So Amnon became so frustrated to the point of illness on account of his sister Tamar. She was a virgin and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. So what does this mean? So it means that because she was a virgin, she was not permitted to be alone in the company of men, even those who were related to her. Her, She couldn't be alone with her male relatives without a witness. And because of this standard, Amnon felt great distress because he could not convey his feelings to her towards her you know so he made himself sick because he was so obsessed with his sister that's what the bible says now remember it says that he fell in love with her and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her to do anything to her so you already know what he has on his mind so Anyway, um, he had this friend uh, and somewhere it says that this is his cousin. So y'all know we got uh, cousins that are our friends. Yeah, I do. I know you do too. So he has this cousin, Amnon has this cousin named Jonadab and he is the son of David's brother. So Jonadab, he was a shrewd man, you know, he, he, he wasn't right. And he asked Amnon, why do you, the king's son, look so haggard morning after morning? Won't you tell me? So he's looking at him. He's like, look, you in a good position. You the king's son. You shouldn't have any issues. Y'all know how people are. They looking in with jealousy and, and, and wishing they could be in your place. Remember, he's the king's nephew, not the king's son, Jonadab, that is. And so he's saying that Amnon shouldn't be looking sad. He's got everything at his fingertips. So um, his frustration, Amnon's frustration was noticeable. It, it, you know, affected his appearance. You know, somebody say that they be lovesick. I don't know if he was lovesick or lustsick. Okay, well, anyway, that's neither here nor there right now at this morning. So when Amnon confesses to him, notice he says that I'm in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So look at old Jonadab. He comes up with a plan and he tells him to go to bed and pretend to be ill. Like, I mean, it's a lie. Wasn't that wrong with it? Not physically, but he's pretending to be ill. And he says, when your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. Oh, look at the plot and the plan. Oh, this set well with Amnon. He complied. Apparently, David found out that he was sick and he made this request to his dad. That's what it said. It says in verse six that he laid down, pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and make some special bread in my sight so I may eat it from her hand. Now, is that really going to heal Amnon? Y'all think about this. Okay. But anyway, he pretended it and, and Tamar complied. Word was sent to her that, you know, well, she complied. She obeyed her father's request. 
for her to go to the house of her brother Amnon and prepare some food for him. So she went and he was laying down. So she took the bread, she took the dough rather, she kneaded it, she made bread in his sight and, and baked it. Then she took the pan and served him the bread, but he refused to eat. He tells everyone to get out of the room. So what was he doing? He was sending away the witnesses. It was a violation of the standard that had been put in place. Remember, this man, her brother Amnon, is in love. So he says, I wish I could see my air quotes. I say it's in lust with his sister because he could not do anything to her because she always had witnesses around. So he finally gets her in the place where he wants her and he sends the witnesses away. And so Tamar recognizes right away that this is a, is a, is a problem. So after everyone left, Amnon says to Tamar, bring the food here into my bedroom so I may eat it from your hand. Tamar took the bread she had prepared, brought it to her brother in the in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, come to bed with me, my sister. She begged him not to do it. She said, don't force me. She says, such a thing shouldn't be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. Look, Amnon is not uh, listening to wise counsel. He has allowed his emotion. It's negative, y'all. It's not right. This is his sister. The thing that he is thinking in his heart and in his mind to do is improper. It's a thing that she said should not be done in Israel. It is wicked. And then she asked him, what about me? Where can I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? He says, "You." she said, you would become like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Israel, please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. Oh, but he refused to listen to her. And since he was stronger than she, now the Bible that I'm reading said he raped her. Mm -hmm. He raped her. He raped her. Oh my goodness. This is his sister. This is the one that he said he loved. And so because he did not handle his emotion properly, it interfered with his decision-making process. It interfered with the perception of himself as well as his sister. Then it caused a swift shift in his mood, in his attitude. Look in verse 15 in 2 Samuel chapter 13. It says, Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. With intense hatred. He initially said he loved her, but it has turned to hate. So what we actually know is that it was lust because we know love to be patient. Not, not lust. Lust is, lust is harsh. Love does not demand its own way, but lust does. And that's what he did. He did not, he, he felt his emotions. Okay. He didn't deny what he was feeling. 
But when it came to expressing it and telling it to someone, he told it to someone who didn't really care about him. This person, even though he was his relative, his cousin, he said it was his friend, he gave him ill advice. He didn't try to lead him on a proper course. He led him in a path of destruction. Let's carry on. So after he committed this heinous act, he hated her so much that he yelled at her, get up, get out. And she said, no, sending me away would be greater than what you have already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. Then now he calls in his personal assistant and said, get this woman. Notice it's this woman. It went from being his sister that he loved to this woman out of here. Like he, he has no connection to her at all. None. Look how this emotion that wasn't dealt with has now led to this kind of destruction. What destruction? Okay, pay attention. He told him to get this man, this woman out of here. And then he bolted the door after her so she couldn't come back in. The servants put her out and bolted the door after her. That's number uh, 18 verse. She was wearing a richly ornamented robe for this was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar in verse 19 put ashes on her head, tore her robe, and then she put her hand in her head, went away weeping as she went. Look what this man did to Tamar. You know, what he did was she was pure. She had honor. But now because of his action, remember, I told you, it can, it can uh, cause damage and destruction to others as well when we don't deal with our emotions. She is now grieved. She's ashamed. She's dishonored. She's in distress. This is how this woman is. Now, when her brother Absalom sees her, he says to her, has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? What? How does he even know that? I guess he knows that by how she is appearing. And it doesn't appear that she answers unless she's nodding because the Bible doesn't say. Amnon, Absalom tells her, be quiet now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. You have got to be kidding me. Don't take it to heart. Where is the comfort for Tamar? She has been violated and violated by her brother. She is being told to be silent, to not feel what she is feeling, not to express what she is expressing. The comfort that her brother is giving, and you know, it's, it's not complete. It's not proper. Where is her hug? Where is her, her, um, her, her comfort from um, people that love her. Instead, now Tamar has to live in her brother Absalom's house as a desolate woman. Look at her life. Her life has been taken away from her uh, by an action that her brother Amnon did, not dealing with negative emotion. So look, 
In verse 21, when King David heard about it, about it, he was furious. But he never said a word to Amnon. He got furious, but he didn't say a word to his son about what he did, neither good or bad. No. Mm-mm. He was furious. He was furious. Wait a minute. Absalom, he was furious too. He was upset, you know, but he didn't say anything to his brother either. He didn't say anything good or bad, but he hated. Look at this emotions, emotions not being dealt with. King David is furious and he does nothing. Absalom, he is furious. He's anger. He's angry and he hates his brother because of the disgrace that he has caused his sister. Now, if you read the rest of this passage, I don't have the time to go over it with you. You will find out that for two years, Absalom harbored his hatred in silence or in secret. And he eventually kills, kills his brother Amnon for the act that he carried out against his sister. Now, what I want to say to you is that in this family saga, we see some painful results of improper care of emotions. Amnon's love for Tamar turned to hate. Tamar's honor was changed to disgrace and shame. Absalom's protection of his sister turned to revenge and murder. And then let's not forget King David. He heard all of it. And he was just furious. He did nothing. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we must be aware of our emotions. God has given us emotions and he's created us with the capacity to feel positive and negative emotions. There are they are part of our lives, but we must be aware of them. We must be aware of the types of emotions that we allow to govern our lives. We must be aware what we permit to influence our decision-making, our perceptions of ourselves and others. We must be aware of what we are entertaining and whom we are entertaining. We must be aware of who we get our wise counsel from. And we must not forget to take all of these things to God, particularly when we're dealing with e these negative emotions. This is what we must do. We must put our trust in God and he will help us in those moments when these emotions are influencing us. He can give us wisdom to take his action, right? Because we don't want to fall into sin. We, we want to do what is right and proper. Okay. Yeah. We are, we are going to experience both positive and negative emotions, but they can be handled and governed when we take them to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for teaching us and showing us the right way. 
We know that you gave us the capacity and the ability to feel. But help us, Lord, to not allow our feelings to govern our lives, but that your word governs our lives. That we will take thoughts uh, captive and make them obey, Father, what your word says. I thank you, Father, and we give you all of the praise, glory, and honor. Thank you. So, okay, remember that you can respond properly to negative emotions. All right? Don't forget this. A daily dose of God's word is good for the soul. Be blessed. Thank you.